Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be listening to the NI Golf Channel podcast episode. 74. And we have to apologise. Again. Again. Life has taken over. Again. We haven't been here for a few weeks. Again. Again. What can we say? It's just, it's work. It's work, but have to earn a living. I know, we got to knock that in the head, this old work thing. You didn't win the lottery last night? No, no? thanks, 169 no. million, no. Morris, if I'd have won 160-odd million, I'd have been on the phone, I'd have been saying, Morris... Where do you want to play golf? What been your answer? I would have said, where do you want to, where are you going to buy? I'd, I'd, Which course are you going to buy? <laughs> You've been tempted. Is the K Club still looking to buy? That'll do. I think they might be. <laughs> so, coming up this week. Yeah, we have news from the Irish Challenge, which is down at Hedford. And we chat to the club's Emmett Staunton. We look back on a brilliant weekend for ladies golf with Leona Maguire and Stephanie Meadows securing their LPGA places for next season. And with a bit of a Ryder Cup update, uh, we've also got our usual rundown of what's been going on in the pro and amateur games. But first. First MJ, listen, a wee bit of bragging rights. Yes. The Ryder Cup, a few weeks ago. The Ryder Cup, yes, a few weeks ago. Um, Morris, how did things go this year? Things went very well this year. It is the uh, 10th anniversary of the Tourism NI Ryder Cup, where the media from the north play the media from the south. The Southern Softies. The you Southern like Softies, and uh, we were victorious. Well, so. congratulations. <laughs> we hammered, go we well. hammered them. Did we, you? We nailed them. It was, it was an embarrassment. Oh, I hope a few of them are hanging their heads in shame. Well, it wasn't about 7-5 or something. But, Pretty uh, good, yeah. Where were you this year? Uh, it was Lock Earn this year. That so was the honour. The first one was in Lock The first Earn. one was in Lock Earn. I didn't play the first one now. Yeah, I, I was, was there. I was blowing, but... Uh, I was there. And uh, did we win that first year? No. All right. Okay. Well, we, we, <laughs> we, we got it back this year. Very good. Um, so, yeah, it was, a, it was a great event, as always. Basically, it's Tourism and I. They bring up journalists from the South yeah. and, and write about Northern Ireland's golf product. And it's been all around lots of different courses over the years. Back to Lockhart. It was meant to be Castle Hume and the Faldo course, yep. but the weather wasn't great. The weather has been great, yeah. Hume was closed, so we played two rounds. Both oh, rounds. that's a nightmare, like, isn't it? Oh, yeah. sorry, you have to play two know, rounds in the Faldo course. on the championship, of course, I know. <laughs> um, so it was uh, four balls on the first day, uh-huh. and then singles matches on the second day. And you just won both. And we, uh, yeah, we three one on the first day, oh, I think. Good. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. whatever it was to yeah. make it up to seven. Well, congratulations, MJ. Yes, and uh, so... What about Lockern? Lockern. I, I love Lockern. Yeah. Let's see, and, and the weather, you know, we got an absolute break in the weather. I think we had one shower. You lucky. But you see when the... And it was blue skies. Yeah. Not so much wind. And just Lockern is glorious. When it's like that. Oh, yeah. whenever the weather's like that, there's, you yeah. know, it's a glorious course. Wind and dine to an inch or something. Wind and dine to uh, Mr. McMeal, the Noel oh, McMeal, the, 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 the chef who did the G8 menu for the yeah. leaders. He was there, did us our dinner. Oh, what? Did a nice wee bit of steak. Did I did you have <laughs> Lovely wee titties. <laughs> and, uh, so that was, that was great. You know, and, and there's a fair bit of crack as well, obviously. Yeah. Nice, yeah, yeah, friendly yeah. rivalry. It's always a good event. Look, get well looked after. So it was good con- to see it so going congratulations, around. congratulations uh, to Captain Billy Foley. Oh, did Billy look after uh, things? The, ar- the irony being, Billy's from the south. <laughs> but he's been a blue up here for 20 years. <laughs> So he was the captain. He did all the picking there, he, didn't he? Well, we had a wee cornflower, but I was okay. VC. So oh, were you VC? I, I think VC. you're building up to the big job. No, I turned it down. I turned did you? It, yes. Oh, I can't believe it. I know. Because you've seen how the abuse that I took after uh, my last episode. No, I thought I thought Billy was the man for the job. Did he do very well? He actually got his proper green card now as a result of that. Oh, has he? So he's actually technically so he's actually legal. now a Nordy. Congratulations, so, Billy. Well done. So, that's, so that was the crack. So it was uh, all good. 
Oh, so it's back good. north of the border for another year. God knows now about Brexit. Oh, oh, I. They, they all might need green cards I to know, get back exactly, exactly. Oh, I don't yeah. want to talk about Brexit. Yeah. Morris, there was the, the inaugural Fermanagh Lakes Festival of Golf was won by Declan McGeever uh, with 114 points. The ladies' event was won by Minnie Hamilton with 98 points. That's the first time that's been played there. It was down at Locker. Speaking up of uh, the Fermanagh, yeah, eh? Yeah. Uh, anyway, on to the real golfers. So, the yeah. European Tour. Mm-hmm. European Tours in Italy for the fifth Rolex Series event of the season. Big Shane Laura, he's back in action. Paul Dunn, who really badly needs a result. He's had a shocking year. Terrible streak. I thought you were going to say another thing. I thought you were going to say something else. No, he's had a... But he has had a shit year too. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with him. It's a common thing where he's been a bit injured, but it's part of company with his long-term caddy. He's Mm. trying to shake it up, but he's in deep trouble. Does he he beat himself up badly? Because a few times I yes, a few times I followed and he's lost yeah. a rag a bit. Yeah, he can so, get intense. Yeah. So maybe he's getting in his own way. But uh, Park Harrington's playing and Graham McDowell. By the way, I was, I just I was looking at the European Tour website. McDowell won the Italian Open in two thousand and four. He did. He's got lovely frosted highlights and all that. <laughs> he's got the whole life going on. When he won it, he won the trophy. Obviously, do you know what he also won? His I do. Weight in cheese. I saw that. <laughs> You asked him, sure. I asked him media. on Twitter. He didn't come back to us. No, oh, no, not good enough. I wonder how you, what do you do when you're waiting, cheese? What do you do with it? You can eat all that. Well, what weight was he then? I could give it a go. Are you a cheese man, are you? Oh, love my cheese. Yeah. Love my cheese. So, uh, last week's winner of the Spanish Open, John Ram, uh, taking a week off. Uh, the win in Madrid has lifted him ahead of Laurie in the race to Dubai. Mm-hmm. There's still a number of really big tournaments left on the European Tour season, so we could be in for a bit of a close finish yeah, between the, the two boys. Yeah, would love that, wouldn't they? Uh, here's what the two-time Irish Open champion had to say after his win in Spain. John, many congratulations. Your first successful defence, and what a way to do it at your home open in front of a great crowd. And you've played aggressively all week. It's been a fantastic week for you. Yeah, hard to beat. It's been it's been unbelievable. Uh, had a lot of fun today. You know, uh, I was telling TV how I woke up this morning with with those nerves, and, and I, I didn't know what to do with it. But I figured it was a good thing. You know, is that is that child in me that I still have that that innocence of, of just being excited to perform and, and it helped out. I mean, I started playing such good golf. Uh, I know the putts weren't dropping in, but still, I played so solidly on the first 10 holes. I mean, 500 through 10, got a big lead. And then, you know, after 14, I kind of just enjoyed it coming in. It was, uh, it was a great defense. I couldn't think of any way better to do it, to just walk the last few holes knowing that I've won and, and just enjoying every second of it. You must have been delighted with that approach into four that set you up for the eagle, which got you going in that forward, forward momentum as well. Yeah, I mean, like I said, hit good putts on one, two, and three. They just didn't want to go in. It's as simple as that. And then, you know, an amazing drive. I had just a six iron in and a perfect shot. I couldn't hit a better shot than that. I mean, three feet for eagle in the hole. It was a dream. And, and from that on, I didn't stop. Uh, there was another key moment in there was that putt for par and six. You know, not my best bunker shot. And then just making that for, for a save was unbelievable. And, and that's what got the round really going after that. You've reached your five wins. We spoke yesterday, or well, the other day, about Seve. You've done it ten events quicker than he did. So one of your great heroes, and you're, you know, you're emulating his feats, but a bit quicker than he did. Well, I think things have changed a little bit. He did turn pro a lot earlier than I did. So uh, age-wise, I think he's beaten me. And uh, I might be mistaken, but I think one of those was a major. So uh, he has done a little bit better than me. I might have done it quicker, but still, you know, to beat Seve in something, it's unbelievable. You know, one of the, re- the, the main reference in, in European golf and world golf in general. So uh, it, it's great that I've done it here. It's, it's great to beat Seve's record and his last professional win being in this course as well. Uh, 
it's very special for me and uh, anytime I can do anything close to what he did it's unbelievable and that's why I'm here trying to make the the golf uh, Spanish golf bigger trying to grow this the you know the sport in Spain like he did and uh, hopefully with this wins I'm, uh, I'm doing a decent job and while we're sticking with John Rahm, the European Tour recently revealed their full schedule for next season. And no surprise, the Irish Open has been moved to a new date. That's May the 28th to the 31st. Um, that's two weeks after the PGA Championship. Three weeks before the third major of the year, the US Open, in this daft, condensed season that we've mm-hmm. got now. Um, Rahm has made it clear he will be Back to defend his Irish Open title, Rory McIlroy is also pretty confident. He spoke at well, uh, Dunhill. Said, yeah, he said uh, he was but back, be I'm not going to miss yeah. it two years in a row. Just one big issue, Morris. The venue. <laughs> Nobody knows where it's going to be. Well, there's a lot of conjecture. A, l- a lot. Of the, the smart money would be on Mount Juliet. Uh-huh. But uh, still nothing formal yet, so it's interesting. On the PGA Tour, it's the Houston Open with Seamus Power in action. After missing out on a card, he needs to make the most of every single chance he can. Yeah. Oh, do you think it's going to really put a fire up his rear end and... Well, you know, he tried to Monday qualify for one of the events there last week, and he shot sixty seven and didn't make it in. To show you, so you know, is. when he gets a sniff, he's got he's going to have to go low. He's got to make the most of it. Hopefully, I'm talking about America. There's no Champions Tour event this week, uh, but we've been doing some checking. Darren Clark has made nineteen starts this season and is currently thirty seventh in the rankings with four hundred eighty thousand dollars collected in prize money. It's not bad. That'll like. keep him at the Abaco Club or whatever it's called for another week. Yeah, sure it was wrecked, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Was that hit it's by the hurricane? Oh, yeah. Was it? Oh, that's you remember you, you, Graham McDonald oh, was yes, talking yes, about yes, that, yes. and that's that, that Graham and Darren are in that whole area. I think it was devastated. Cheapers. Really bad. Uh, his best finish this year so far has been tied second. Okay, so away from the men, a huge weekend for ladies golf. Wasn't that, was that brilliant? Absolutely brilliant incredible. So Stephanie Meadow and Leona McGuire, they're both going to be playing on the LPGA next season. It's hard to put this into context, right? Getting Stephanie there to begin with was a big deal. Was it, How many Irish lady golfers have been on the LPGA tour? None over the years. None. None. So they're the first. Yeah, Stephanie was the Stephanie first. first yep. Leona's the second. Yep. It's it's like you know talking about breaking through a ceiling. Incredible. So Leona, she made her way via the Symmetra Tour. Um, she won twice earlier in the year. If you remember, there's 15 cards on offer. She finished seventh. So she grounded oh. out. It's been a long, long season. I was speaking to our old mate Mark McDonald, uh-huh. um, and Mark says Leona's going to take a bit of a break now. This is Mark from Modest Golf, Mark, yeah, from yeah, management company. It's uh, going to take a bit of a break now, and then she'll get back out play a few uh, LET events. But the real drama was around Stephanie. Cheapers. <laughs> She's a grinder, isn't she? She's got some guts, wow. up, girl. Wow. So Stephanie. Is going in the event. She's 112th in their order merit. She needs a top t- eight finish. She opens up with a 63, one of their lowest rounds of the year. She's really in it. Then she goes 71, 73. Looks like she's out of it midway through this final round. Needs two birds. Two birdies. <laughs> she nearly eagles the 17th. Uh-huh. No, the, yeah, she nearly eagles the 16th. She probably should have. Uh-huh. She birdied it. She parred the next part three. And then she hit a worldy shot into the 18th and raked in this putt from about 20, 25 feet, 20, 25 feet. She raked it in and punched the urn to the whole lot. Just, I believe in the end she didn't know. She had to wait because, um, you know, the rankings, the way they do the rankings there, she had to go. Oh. She had to wait two hours. Oh. So she'd wait around and wait around and wait around. But listen, the big the thing is, 
she's got the job done. She's there for next year. Leona's there for next year, and hopefully, it's a it's a huge step forward for for the game here for girls for golf, girls yeah, golf. Yeah. You know, and you look at over in America now, we've got the likes of Olivia. Happy birthday, Olivia! Mm-hmm. Oh, the yeah. boss's birthday today. That's right. Happy birthday. We've got uh, Annabelle Wilson. We've got all these girls, and they're looking at those two and thinking, right? Well, if they can do it, mm-hmm. we can do it. And Leona was talking to uh, the Golf Channel about securing a card, and here's what she had to say. Yeah, I mean, I'm absolutely thrilled. Uh, it's been a long time coming, and I suppose you put all that planning in place, and you plan to be on the Symmetra Tour for maybe a year, and then uh, make that jump to the LPGA, so it's it's huge delight and, and also a bit of relief as well to know that I'll be, be starting my LPGA career uh, next January. Well, it was the Symmetra Tour Championship last week. You had to put in another good performance to make sure that you finished in that top 10 on the money list to get your card. How did you feel playing under that kind of environment and the pressure that you had? Yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been a long year. Um, we started back in March, and I suppose I was lucky that I got off to a good start so that um, I had the luxury of maybe being a little bit more comfortable than some of the other girls. But at the same time, you never know what's going to happen. This year's definitely been one of the more competitive years, and, and so many people were playing well. So, uh, yeah, I was just trying to play as well as I could in, in Daytona this week. And um, I was lucky that I had a really good finish last week in, in Longwood and kind of boosted me up the rankings quite a bit. And, um, yeah, just nice to get it done in the end. Mm-hmm. Well, you've had a brilliant season on the Symmetra Tour. Two wins, seven top tens. How much did you feel like you were ready for this next stage in your career? Yeah, I mean, I think it's been excellent preparation for the LPGA. Um, all my career up to the amateur game, college golf, I've kind of worked my way up the ladder, and, and this was another step on that. And um, like I said, the, the golf out on the Symmetra Tour this year was, was incredible. Um, so to get two wins under my belt was, was a nice confidence booster and, and knowing that I could compete at that level. And um, hopefully, yeah, I can make the transition as smoothly as possible. Well, as of last weekend, you and Stephanie Meadows have become history makers. Now, for the first time, there are two Irish players on the LPGA Tour with full status for the very first time. What does that achievement mean to you? Yeah, I mean, it's very special. Um, anytime I get to represent my country um, is a special feeling. And I suppose growing up, there was no Irish players on the LPGA for us to look up to. So um, it's pretty cruel now that, that young girls, hopefully at home in Ireland, have have two girls now to look up to in the LPGA and hopefully want to want to be like us someday and um, yeah hopefully it sparks sort of a surge in, in girls golf in Ireland and um, hopefully we can emulate what the guys have done on um, in the majors and, and on the PGA Tour. Well your twin sister is also a professional golfer mm-hmm. what's been her reaction and what's the reaction of her fa- of your family have you seen them yet? No I'm, I'm going home today actually so it'll be really nice to go home and see them um, Lisa's been out with me for the last three weeks caddying, so it was great to have her on the bag, and she knows my game better than anybody. And um, Yeah, it was a special feeling to be able to share this with her. Obviously, she would have, would have been liked to be competing as well, but um, to have her on the bag was, was the next best thing. Well, you are twins. You've grown up very close. Any debate on who's boss when it comes to some of the big decisions? No, I mean, she's older, so she reminds me of that a little <laughs> bit, but no, we get along very well. Um, we're best of friends on the course and off the course even even though we get competitive times. But, uh, yeah, no, it was, it's special to have her here with me. Older by a whole 15 minutes, mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're under the management of Nal Horan's Modest mm-hmm. Management Company. What's he been like as, as a mentor, and what's his support like within his company? Yeah, I mean, Modest have been, been phenomenal. Um, they've made my transition to pro golf pretty seamless. I don't have to worry about anything apart from playing golf. And Nal's been great. I think he's one of the biggest golf fans I've ever met. And... I got to play with him a couple months ago in, in Ireland at the uh, World Invitational, and that was great. And 
he's always sending messages of support and doesn't matter where in the world he is. So, um, yeah, it's a cool thing to be a part of and to have a strong Irish connection as well is, is something very nice. And um, I know that the entire team at Modest are um, fully behind me and I'm, I'm very lucky to have them. Did you ever think your career would be supported by one of the biggest pop stars in the world? Probably not. Probably not. I know there's there's a few people that are pretty jealous, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's nice to have them. Yeah, I know. We're all big now, Horan <laughs> fans here. So what are you most looking forward to about about moving on to the LPGA? It's, it's a big step and one I'm sure you're really looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, it's something that I've dreamed about for a long time. So obviously looking forward to, to going to some new countries, playing in new events. Um, I have a lot of friends out there that I played junior and college golf with, so um, it'll be nice to be competing alongside them again um, every week. And yeah, it's just, I guess, a new chapter in, in my career and something that, um, like I said, I've dreamt about, so it'll be nice to actually be, be living it every week. Now, it doesn't feel that long since the Ryder Cup was in Paris, won in sensational style by Team Europe. Uh, team captain Podrick Harrington and team captain for America Steve Stricker were at Whistling Straits last week to launch the one year to go until the 2020 event. The last time these two teams gathered, it was almost exactly one year ago today, just outside Paris at Le Golf National, where Europe beat Team USA 17 and a half to 10 and a half. In a nutshell, what worked? And can you talk about the challenges a captain might face playing an away match versus a home match? So you really want me to give you all the answers of what worked? Do we have about <laughs> plenty of time for that? Uh, you know, it was, we had a good team. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Thomas is a good captain. He was blessed with probably one of the, better, the best teams we've had in terms of world rankings. Uh, there was a lot of quality in the team. They came to together very well. Uh, obviously, we, we lost on Friday morning 3-1, which was a, a big setback to us. Uh, but we had uh, some nice balance in that team. Uh, we stuck to our guns, and we came through on Friday afternoon, which was, was, was huge for our team. You know, uh, that Friday afternoon session, obviously, you know, it's tough to lose one session 3-1, but to come back in the afternoon just instilled the confidence to go on with, with the plan. Uh, I think Paris National, no doubt, suited the European game, suited our style of play. Uh, so yeah, you know, after getting the advantage back, home advantage, uh, it it carried on from there. As you can see, I'm really trying to avoid anything that actually gives away what exactly happened behind <laughs> the scenes. Uh, but yeah, it, it was. I, I've got to say, you know, it was a it was a really a quality team. And home match versus an away match. Oh, I, I think there's a substantial difference. It, it's I would advocate even too much of a difference between home and away. Uh, clearly, in Europe, we get to set the golf course up and we set it up every way we can to to suit our players. And in the States, we've seen that as well. Uh, you know, where the the golf courses are set up to be most advantageous for the home team. I, I think. It's obviously not going to happen probably in my lifetime, but 40, 50 years down the road when the Ryder Cup is still going along, it'll probably be, it'll probably be best to have a neutral setup where there is no uh, setting up a golf course as we did in Europe. So that it was very tight off the tee and it, and it made it a, a real difficult, 
you know, where Parr was a good scorer, whereas if you went back to Hazeltine, it was more of a, a, a birdie fest, which, you know, suited the, the statisticians have got involved and tell us what suits each, each team. So, uh, yeah, possibly down the road, it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be more of a neutral setup. Thankfully, here at Whistling Straits, this is a much more natural golf course. So I'm, I'm interested to see down the road what, what Steve has in store, but it doesn't look like you can do a lot with this golf course. Uh, it's just, a, as much as it was obviously designed and built there, it looks like it's just in a natural setting all its life and, and it's going to present its, its way. Even the weather could, could be very changeable the week of the Ryder Cup next year. So in many ways, this is a golf course that is, is just going to test the players on its own merits. There's no way, there's no way Steve Stricker will match Parik Harrington in terms of his chat. No. <laughs> you asked Parik one question, 20 minutes later, Parik still answering that question. Uh, some good news from Italy about the Ryder Cup. Uh, do you remember at one stage, it was all the rumours about, listen, it's not going to hold it. They've run out of money. They the might, go to there early. might go to a dare early. early yeah. and all that sort of nonsense. Well, they've knocked that in the head this week. Um, the 2022 Ryder Cup is going to be in the Marco Simeone Golf and Country Club, which is in near Rome, and that's going to be September the 30th to October the 2nd in 2022. Challenge Tour has returned to Ireland for the Stone Irish Challenge, which is being held at Hedford in Kells County Meath. Uh, you can down or I might get down on Saturday and Sunday for a bit. I'm not covering it for anybody, but I might get down at Have you be ever been to Hedford? No. Well, you'll hear a wee bit about it now, but I have to say, lovely golf course. Nice place. Paul caught up with the club manager, Emmett Stolton. It was designed by Christy O'Connor Jr., it's very much a championship golf course. Uh, I know Christy designed it with events like this in mind. So we're delighted to be able to host such a prestigious event and in the build-up to hosting the Irish Close Championship in 2022. So it's a big deal for us. And this golf course is gonna, sh it's gonna definitely hold up to the test. Well, I mean, I'm lucky enough, I've been down, I've played a few times. There's a fair bit of water involved. Uh, for the average amateur golfer, it can prove quite testing. But what about for these pros? What do you think? Well, one of the advantages of having a golf course like this, and you're right about the water, uh, Paul, there's 13 holes with water. But we have four sets of tee boxes. So we definitely can set the golf course up to match all uh, any real standards and abilities people can enjoy it however off the blue tees it's 7200 yards and it's been windy this week so I've, I've spoken to a number of the pros and they're actually looking forward to playing a golf course that's definitely going to be more representative of what it would be like to be on the European tour and a lot of these guys appreciate that it's not just a resort golf course it's definitely going to be a challenge and it's not going to be 20 under par yeah, not twenty under par. What, what do you think? Would you would you get into double figures, or you know, say it stays weather conditions like it has been over the last week or so, a bit wet and a bit windy? Would we be breaking breaking double figures? I think we will. I, there's no doubt that it's a high quality field, some brilliant players, some four, former tour winners. Some people are going to go on and win events some people are going to do very well in the future so definitely high quality players someone will definitely get into double figures i don't think that a lot of people will get into double figures but you never know anyone who's on it doesn't matter what the how the golf course is set up they'll shoot scores but we're looking at and i've had a chat around i think 12 12 under par is a very very good score and i think that'll be in the mix to win what would be the, the course record down there at the minute but who, who shot the low rounder 
Um, we've really not tested that golf course off the blue tees too often. So, and we've changed, we've made a few changes. So the course record for, is going to be set this week. And we're actually looking forward to that, getting it up in the clubhouse and uh, getting some talk around it. People are looking forward to it. So, uh, because of the little changes we've made, there's no uh, official course record yet. And, you know, for people who don't know, Hedford has two courses there. It's always a busy club. There's plenty of people, always attracts a lot of societies down there, very friendly, very open. You know, what, what's the vibe been like? What's the atmosphere around the place? The atmosphere is fantastic. Uh, the, all the members have really gotten behind the event. We're very, very excited to host it. I'm delighted to hear um, the feedback from yourself there and from others who come. We're really interested in attracting visitors. Uh, we've got two courses. The old course is your really kind of standard members course, narrow, a little bit shorter, very enjoyable to play. It's nearly 100 years old. And the new course offers a different challenge. And it's a really good option for people to come down, maybe for their golf on weekend, and play one round on each. And we do get a lot of visitors from Northern Ireland coming down, staying at the Hedford Arms, playing their golf, and coming year after year. And that's an important element of our business. Um, going forward, hosting an event like this is obviously great for marketing. We've seen what it's done for Gal Gorm. I suppose you're hoping for the same thing. It's just going to put you on the map that bit more. Yeah. An event like this is definitely hosted by a club to raise the profile of the course, to get us back into the front of people's minds as a top golf course. And like I said earlier, we set the golf course up in a friendly way throughout the season. Um, we don't always have very long rough. There are different tees to play. It can, I can set it up challenging. We can set it up that it's enjoyable, but it's still a good golf course that people are going to really like playing people are going to feel as if they're getting an experience that's slightly different and hosting an event like this just puts it in the profile because there are a lot of good golf courses and we're just hoping to be at the front of people's minds yeah and, and finally Emmett you've the experience down there what sort of a player's gonna gonna win this do they're gonna have to have their putting boots on is it gonna be a, a bomber's paradise with being damp I don't think it will I don't think it's ever really going to be that type of golf course. I think there's some strategy. If it was a bit bouncier, strategy would definitely come into it more. I don't think you can hit driver at every hole. There's water in certain strategic areas. So it's really kind of established as a second shot golf course. It's someone who's going to hit irons close to the hole. The greens are going to be good. But if you can get your second shot in the right position, then you can make birdies. And there's a lot of good players down there. Um, we're hoping, obviously, that an Irishman will do well. We've got a couple of really good Northern Irishmen in the field, in Cormac Charvin and Michael Hoey. And wouldn't it be great to see them at the top of the leaderboard? Right, so as is home soilers, obviously a big home contingent playing this year uh, down in uh, down in Hedford there. Cormac Charvin. Cormac's still inside the top 15. I think he's drifted out to 8. He took a wee bit of a break there. So, you know, another big finish. He was going really well, too. Yeah, I, I, you know... The taking the break thing, people say, why did he take a break? He's had this system all year. Play a couple, take a break, play a couple. So he's played. Um, then you've like some Michael, Robin Dawson, Michael Hoy, that is. And Dermy McElroy, John Ross Galbraith, Gavin Moynihan and Johnny Caldwell are all in action. And all needing a result of some sort for cards for this year, for next year. You know, it's getting really near the end of the mm-hmm. Challenger season. I think they've only got three or four events left. And did I see Johnny Colbert had a wee win recently? Johnny did very well on the Euro, Euro Pro Tour. Euro Pro Tour. Yeah, so he's it, doing yeah. all right. Okay. Um, amateur news, MJ. We're on amateur news already. Uh, you'd not be surprised to know that as we're getting into October, 
the amateur golf's starting to dry up a bit. It's been horrendously wet. I haven't been playing too much. You playing any golf? No, very, very the Last time probably was. Uh, well, I had a few Ryder holes. Cup. I had a few holes this week, but nothing yeah. major. But the yeah. Ryder Cup was the last lot of golf. Yeah, yeah. yeah I haven't played any either, really. And um, the Golf Union of Ireland selected a team to face England in an under sixteen international match to be played at Hunstanton Golf Club. That's from October the twelfth to thirteenth. Uh, the team selected is Liam Avon, uh, Jason Byrne, Luke Cunningham, Thomas Higgins, Joshua Hill, Morgan O'Sullivan. And Warren Point beat uh, Blaine Rowe by five holes to claim the Irish Junior Foursomes Crown at Castle Dargan. And with 115 points, the Tullamore team of Liam Delaney, Daniel Fox, Michael Fox, Evan Monaghan and Jack Mullins won the Irish Boys Interclub Championship. Indeed, yeah. And a special mention for our old pal Tom McKibben, who was the Bridgestone Boys International Order of Merit Champion for 2019. Following a superb season, he edged out Connemara's Luke O'Neill for the crown. From a purely Ulster point of view, and because we're being particularly parochial, uh, great to see Lisburn's Aaron Marshall and Gal Gorm's Joshua Hill inside the top ten. And Ireland's senior women defended their home international titles at County Sligo. Ireland won two matches and tied the other in a tournament hampered by some bad wire. And that's it, MJ. And that's, that's the it. end it's of 74. Uh, yes, and the end of episode 74. It's been a, a whistle-stop roundup of this one, but uh, yeah, we, we, we'll have to sort of realign ourselves now and stop letting work <laughs> Realign ourselves. Uh-huh. Well, we'll get a couple more in for the end of the year because there's still, still a lot of to be by finished. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, there's got the Skins game over in Japan, which is Rory's Nobody will care about Morris, you're getting you're getting so cynical. I like it, but you're right. I was all you're right. Last year. Well, this this, out, this is one with this is one with Rory. Rory's in it and Tiger's in it. Hideki Matsuyama and Jason. He can Day. translate for everybody. Did you see the Did you see the nonsense ad with them pretending to do the WhatsApp group yep. thing? Oh my god, cringe. <laughs> Total cringe. Why right. do they do these things? Uh, no. Here, you're playing as well. You've a couple of days off the normal, the day job. Well, yes, I, I'm actually going to play golf. I'm actually going to play golf. And by the way, I'd like to flag up something else for you, Morris. Um, uh, disability golf, as you know, is a big thing for us. Yep. Brent, our mate Brent Lawler, turn pro. Modest golf. Turn pro, modest golf. Incredible thing for a disabled golfer to turn pro here. Um, they've launched a disability golf hub in Donegal Day Golf Club. Wow. Yep. So it's uh, the volunteers at the club have got together. There's a group of about 20 of them, and uh, they've got a bit of training. And it's the idea is that it's a disability golf friendly environment. And they're happy for people, groups to come along. And the, there's a bit of equipment there, and you get a bit of, you get to test, play the game, a bit of fun golf and stuff like that there. So we're doing an official launch on the 16th of October. Okay. And there's going to be. Fingers crossed, well permitting, the very first Irish disabled golf team put together to play a group of the Donegadee members. Excellent. Actually, and on the 16th? On the 16th. So, a wee bit of, in the, a bit of, uh, a wee bit of sort of coaching with some of the, one of the special schools in the morning and then nine hole match play event oh, in the afternoon. And uh, Brenton's going to come up and play and a few of the other golfers from across Ireland are going to come up and play so uh, congratulations to the organiser Trevor Hill and I'm looking forward to it and playing myself yeah, MJ well, good good well Rocking finger, up fingers for the crossed team. for the old uh, the weather you the know weather, yeah yeah and for the old back and all that sort of <laughs> stuff but uh, listen it's a great step forward I'm really pleased for everybody involved up there hopefully it goes well for them right everybody uh, if you're still playing or get into the winter league oh it's winter league yeah, time it's winter league time I know oh. and I've probably lost about 400 balls already with the leaves so uh, <laughs> so enjoy your golf and we'll talk to you in a few weeks bye